Hello and welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast, where we deep dive and analyse games one system and letter at a time. I'm Danger. I'm Mark, and I would have much rather been reviewing Three Gingers. I'm Solon. What the fuck? What was that? (laughs) That's a ninja attacking, that's what they're doing. He's pulled a muscle. Oh, it sounded like you just killed Donald Duck. Why are they, aren't they supposed to be sneaky? Why do they do that noise? They want they want you to know that at the end, death is coming. Oh, is that Japanese okay. or Chinese for death? Possibly. Oh, okay. For this second series, or season, or World 2, we are covering the Sega Mega Drive, or Sega Genesis, if you're from... USA! Working from A to Z and a number at the end, that's this... This episode, well, to stage twenty-seven, three ninjas kick back. I'm very disappointed that by ten days we missed the target of managing to complete Sega Genesis in twenty twenty-three. Yeah, we still need to do a roundup though as well. So we've got like one more, haven't we? Motherfucker! Kinda. Will it ever end? <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like we flew through the nose at a rate of knots and then the Mega Drive just lingered on it like a bad uh, smell. Yeah, it, I, I'm really done with it now. Mm, yeah. Well, before we get into how done you are with Three Ninjas Kick Back, why don't we have a little catch up, see what we've done over the festive period, because we've had that since we last met. Um, and yeah, do you want to start us off, Mark? Uh, yeah, so what have I done since we've had the Christmas period? I started getting bang into gaming again when um, work got a little bit more intermittent over Christmas. And uh, I went back to my racing chair and I went back to Forza. And I'm happy to say it is now a thoroughly enjoyable game. Is that Forza uh, 18? Or whatever they're up to. It's, that, uh, it's, just, it's just called Forza Motorsport. It's just called, it's just called Forza Motorsport now. Um, yeah. He's dug his original yeah, Xbox out the loft. I, I, I went back as well to Gran Turismo afterwards, and he basically, like, Gran Turismo wants you to, to love it, doesn't it? It's a really relaxing and beautiful and excellent experience playing Gran Turismo, and um, you always feel at one with your car and shit like that. And then when you get behind the wheel of Forza, it goes, you're going to fucking die. And that gives it a, like a much more exciting. Forza's probably, you know, when you sat in the chair with the wheel and the force feedback and everything, Forza is definitely a more realistic game. But does that make it more enjoyable? I don't know, because it's quite stressful to play. Um, like, so. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, so the, co- the combination of the two of them is good. That's interesting to know because when uh, Forza first came around, I was, pr- I, I, the last Gran Turismo I played was four, I think, on the PS2, mm. and then they brought Forza Motorsport out on the Xbox, the original Xbox, and I started playing that, and I'm like, oh my god, this is great! It felt like something fresh. Uh, felt like a real competitor to Gran Turismo, like they'd just been sat on the on the laurels a bit. Well, I. I actually reviewed both of them at that point for Ace Games when I was reviewing for Ace Games. And I think I, I gave them an equal score, but I said Gran Turismo for me just pipped it. Um, but uh, but I, th- I, think they're, I think they're reasonably equal now, but they are very much entirely different games, I think. 
you know, even though they're not, that in terms of the approach that they've taken, like you need that rewind function in Forza because it's fucking more realistic. It's hard. You will get more tire slip. The AI is better on the races. They are going to twat you. They aren't going to follow the racing line. And um, AI on the Gran Turismo used to be terrible. It just stick to the line. Do nothing yeah. else. And they're a little bit, a little bit less dull than that now. But this, it's still a very safe game is granted and even the music's like hey come here let me give you a back rub chill out why don't you read yeah. this about this golf before you drive it and oh did you know this about this track go take it out there you'll be fine you won't die and then Forza goes fuck off just uh hopefully you make it through it in one piece good it. luck yeah that's it um, yeah. but but yes that's the, what uh, and um sorry go on I was going to say the driver tar thing that the that they brought into Forza back when the original Xbox One was released, I think about 2014, used people's um, own kind of playing methods, and it, it simulated them being real people. And one of my uh, mates at the time, I don't really sports, speak to him anymore, and he was absolute cunt. And I remember playing Forza and his driver tar, I was overtaking it. It was in slow cars, so it's not like I flew past him. His driver tar, once I was just past him, it just swung straight into me and just oh, did it? me off the That's road. That's interesting like, to know. I wonder bastard. if they still do that then. So when I see Dan Gill or whatever on Forza, because it uses those fake names, what you're saying is that the AI of that is based on what it's learned from you playing. Does it still do that? Yes. If it does, that's really cool. That would explain why it's a do. much more erratic game because every game every race you're in does feel like an online race yeah. you know what i mean it, whereas every race you're in on gran turismo feels like a, you're in a, a race on gran turismo yeah that's um, that's what they did originally i think it's still like that i don't know but they're called driver tars uh well that would explain it and it would explain obviously why it's a much more volatile racing environment but that does make it interesting <laughs> Do you, on a racing thing, do you play any um, real proper sims? Because Gran Turismo and, and mm. Forza don't purport to be like proper sims, do they? They're kind of like the step below. Halfway between. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah um, I, I played Project Cars 2 inside out and upside down um, in VR as well for ages. And I also played um, Azeto Corsa inside out and upside down in VR for ages and ages and ages. And in both of those, I had all of the assists off and I had the manual gears on and everything like that. All right, Schumacher. Um, well, what did, um, how does it compare in terms of how big is that step down from from that um, to, to Forza and Gran Turismo? It's just a different experience. And it's, I mean, while they are quite simmy, they're not, you know, the others, the, the, the others, are very, very dry, you know, to play, to the point where when Project Cars 3 came out, even though I enjoyed it, because it's a bit more like Drive Club, it wasn't Project Cars, so it were annoying. Because it was like, you've taken something that was really heavily sim-orientated and made an arcade game out of it, which is not what it is. So once you got over the fact that, yeah, you're not just going in, getting, like, Tech Gran Turismo, it just plonks you in a position in a race and you have to battle your way to the front. You've got to consider in Project Cars, hang on a minute, 
um, I need to qualify for this. If I'm not qualifying in this particular position, I'm not going to have any chance in this race. Um, I need to do practice runs first because when I get into the qualifying, I need to make sure my times are good. You know, so uh, you've got all of these different considerations that you don't really, you can turn them on in Forza and, and um Grand Turismo, but they feel tacked on, you know. Whereas yeah. they're part of the experience in the other two. The uh, uh, the best experience, the best driving experience of them all in terms of feel, not graphics. In in terms of how it feels, they're really evoking the feeling of doing it is Azeto Corsa by a country mile. It's just it has a very limited amount of cars and tracks. The first one, um, and like I say, graphically it's a bit naff, but you trade off graphics for hundred like ninety frames a second in a VR headset with a wheel where it's like you can feel everything it, whatever they did with the steering and how they did the tracks and things like that you know because it's like um you feel different changes in uh, in it, tarmacs it, and stuff yeah exactly yeah because it's, it's like I, I know every single turn on the nurburgring i've been around it a million times do you know what i mean but the difference in the nurburgring when you play it project cars 2 and azeto corsa if you know it on one you know it on the other when you come to do it on those two arcadey ones yeah the bumps and things are there but it's not quite the same you know it's like uh, i knew if i went into that corner at that speed in that car in both of those sims that would happen you know whereas with um azeto corsa with um gt and forza you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen until you do it <laughs> Right, well, well, let's let's shift off. Um, yeah, shift off racing. Yeah. I also just do a very quick aside. I bought. Um, fall asleep. Uh, I bought Avatar um, just to have a look at it. Um, the uh, the Ubisoft oh, the game. Avatar game. I ended up being really pleasantly surprised with it. It's it's oh, really right. quite it's quite good. So it's basically a first person Assassin's Creed game with a really beautiful Avatar skin on it. It's, it's maybe like more, maybe more like Far Cry, maybe. You know, somewhere in between the two. It's good anyway. Is it good or is it good because you expected it to be shit? Uh, no, it is, it's good. I didn't expect it to be shit. Um, I expected it to be an Ubisoft game. So I expected a, a map full of busy work and fucking... Um, so I, I got what I expected in that respect. The production values on it are really, really good. It's a stunning looking game and it does play really, really well. I've, I've heard nice. positive, yeah. mixed, but... yeah. Erring on the side of positive. People, the side yeah, of positive. Yeah. That's exactly what I, I Swimming am. Swimming in I'm only an hour or two in, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. Is it mirroring the movies if it, in, in that respect, then? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is what the movies are. A reasonably shallow experience that looks pretty. And then films-wise... Like women. <laughs> I watched all the usual shit you would watch over Christmas, but I went to watch Wonka last night and I was pleasantly surprised by it, even though it's uh, like a musical and very much a kid's film. I think because it's made by the Mighty Boosh guy, you know, it's that it? shines through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so, one? Uh, the, no, the director, the guy that directed Mighty Boosh, then went on to do Paddington and Paddington 2, which are also both very good kids' films. And then it's just uh, Paul some of his casting in this. Yeah, there's it. There is, isn't it? Mm. Um, and some of the castings just like so, so good. You know, Matt Lucas as the baddie, and I can't remember the guy's name, but the one that plays the boss in uh, Peep Show, he's one of the baddies. You know, so Olivia Coleman's one of the baddies. So you've got these really amazing like actors that are really good at comedy, like on the top of the game so you've got like, what's what's generally like a kids film but it's genuinely hilarious and then Hugh Grant pops up as an umpa and every moment he's on screen you are pissing yourself laughing like literally everyone will piss himself laughing and it's not like 
cheesy humour. It's proper funny. So, uh, so yeah, even though you, I had to endure some almost cringy kind of, like, sentimentally slushy musical numbers, um, it made up for it by being uh, genuinely hilarious. And that's I'll it. That's it me. All right, well, I'll jump in now, then, because I'm driving mm. this, so you're going to come back to me in a minute. Um, I've not played a great deal over Christmas. I was too busy. Too busy doing stuff like getting engaged and that, wasn't I? Ooh. Yeah, I've got a girlfriend and everything. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so the rumours you might read in the toilet wall are not true. <laughs> um, I shouldn't write they're on the toilet half, walls, I suppose. Yeah, I'm going to say, they're half true. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, yeah, what have I played? Not a lot. Uh, so I went back to Rogue Legacy 2 and realised that I'd forgotten how to play it um, and didn't really get any further, <laughs> but I enjoyed playing it. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, as an aside, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Um, I put... Please do, um, I managed to jack the Steam Deck so that um, I could add um, GeForce Now to the game library and it would open up in a web browser using the controls and play through um, Chrome, basically. And it's amazing. So w- what you've got now when I'm sat at home is able to play through the Steam Deck. Absolutely top, top, top spec graphics, ray tracing on and everything, and have the battery last for fucking ages because all it's doing is streaming it rather than using any processing. Um, so I, t- I tried to blow it up by playing um, Cyberpunk, and it was just beautiful. So it's like a glimpse of the future. Just it was amazing. So yeah, sorry, carry on. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Oh, one thing I did try. Oh, I tried uh, Need for Speed Unbound. It's um, all right. Yeah. Only all right. Yeah, I didn't spend much more than maybe an hour and a half, two hours. No, yeah, I've the, said enough of this. I don't want to continue with this. The frustration I have with that is it's the people. It's the the remaining people that are left that made burnout, so you really expect something a bit better. But like, it's like they wanted to make a game, and a year went. Yeah, but what? It's really important though that we make it shit. <laughs> we need this character with a storyline, and we need this. We don't. We just need to drive fast cars wrong way on a fucking dual carriageway and fill this burnout bar and press the button and have my eyes bleed. That's that's really yeah. all we need. Yeah. So because we know everyone here listens, please just make burnout again. Yeah. But don't put not... it in a don't put it in open oh. world. Just just do yeah. burnout revenge. We we know again. we know someone who worked on the burnout. So we'll we'll tap. I'll take down. We'll, I don't know. Yeah, he worked on all of them, didn't he? We don't. We're not going to say his name. But should we? Will should we ask him who we can petition? Oh, we should. Yeah. I, I really miss a racing game where you just go bang, start, oh, lost, right, restart, bang, bang, bang. You know, I, I think that um, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, which was also made by the Burnout guys, I think that's the last game of that type before everything mm. just opens open world and, hey, you need to go meet Johnny over here and go do this. I'm just, Fuck off, I don't want to meet Johnny. Speed. I want to do a point-to-point race with a cop <clears throat> chasing me and smash some shit up. Yeah. Hot pursuit or, or it should be called Need for Greed. Or most wanted everyone the, else. The Need for the second Need for Speed Most Wanted, the same title, but the, yeah, that was that really impressive. Good. I think that was Criterion. Yeah, that was Criterion as well. 
Again, it was pretty good, but that was open world again, wasn't it? You were still spending a lot of time driving through billboards and smashing in fucking fences rather than racing. That was a remake of the Most Wanted from like 2005 or something with the old M3 GTR on the front. That Hot Pursuit's good. Yeah, then yeah, the Hot Pursuit. That's Hot Pursuit was really good. I don't know, they all... They just need to change the name to... I don't know. We drive cars or something. Just change it because there's. Yeah. I, I swear they've had about fourteen Need for Speed Unbound. Nope. <laughs> most one. It just, it just really, it really pisses me off. Racing games where I have to look at the map. Oh, like, right. yeah, yeah. I don't want to look at a map. I want to drive. I want to just try. I don't want to have to navigate a shortcut and find a fucking thing. And I, oh well, there's I don't a road have to there, drive but to I, work. Can, I can cut this corner by driving through this field and hope I don't hit a tree. Fuck off! You just give me an interesting track and a load of you know a load of mad shit to do. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, you might like you might like over. Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've watched some films, actually, which I don't normally do. Oh. I've watched uh, Chicken Run 2. <laughs> and? Having not seen the first one, but I'm assuming first one is just The Great Escape, but with chickens. Uh, I enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, good. Liked it. Um, although, for some reason, they've, brought, they've got someone else completely different to voice the main chicken, Rocky, the, the rooster. It was Mel Gibson in the first one. I think that's probably the reason why they've got someone else to <laughs> yeah, voice it. Yeah, but yeah. he doesn't even try to do an approximation of his voice. It just sounds completely different, so it's a bit jarring if you've ever seen I, I, Chicken I, I Run, do, which I've seen bits of. But I do question the, the t- dawn of the nugget. It sounds like you're just having a shit. <laughs> Maybe that's what it's about. Well, they invent what? chicken nuggets. Ah, uh, did they? What from? Yeah. Shit. Ch- ch- chickens. Chicken, chickens what? I've watched Saltburn. Oh, right, go on, because this is on my list, but I've not watched it yet because either my mum's been here or Jen's mum's been here and I thought <laughs> this will get me in bother. I've seen that people on Twitter going, can't believe I've just watched this with my mum. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's not the weirdest film I've ever seen, but it's up there. It's it's good, yeah, I liked it. Because I really liked that Promising Young Woman or whatever it was, the previous one that she made. So I was really looking forward to this. And then when I watched the trailer, I was like, well, I didn't expect her to go in this direction. But because she's made it, I'll watch it. And here's me, thi- Emerald, here's me thinking it was going to be about a Yorkshire coastal town with a nice like, lift down to down to the front. But it's nothing to do with Saltburn, <laughs> is it? No, no, it's, it's, it's not. Um, the only jarring thing, I suppose, is the Irish chap. Um, Barry Keogh, and... From yeah. um, Keogh, yeah. he's from Dunkirk, isn't he? Are you going to say he, his accent? Yeah, he's Irish. You think he'd be able to put on a Scouse accent pretty well? It's not far away. Yeah, is it? I, I, one of my friends on Facebook who is from Liverpool went just started watching Saltburn. Had to turn it off seven minutes in because that guy's Scouse accent's absolute shit. So. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be from Prescott, and it's it's. Nah, uh, but never mind. He came to uh, prominence watched, for, in that Banshees of Inishin thing. In Inishin. I've not watched that. Uh, that's the, on my to-do list. The first thing I saw him in was Killing of a Sacred Deer, is it called? Yes. Colin Farrell, made by the guy that made The Lobster. 
And I'd never seen him before, and his performance in that is fucking next level. There's a scene, you know, like, you know those scenes that pop up, like the one in True Romance between um, Dennis Hopper and Christopher Walken, yeah. you know, and then there's the one in Heat. It's up there with oh, that. Okay. There's the scene, there's like quite a long scene with just him and Colin Farrell, and it is, you are literally... Just watch it. The, the film isn't great, but it's worth enduring for that scene. So his did, his accent pissed you off. <laughs> didn't piss me off. I was just like, really? It's not a particularly difficult accent. Everyone's got a Scouse accent in them, haven't they? All right. Oh, that's Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched Reacher as well. Finished the new, Reacher. The new the Reacher. First one. First. The first. first one. Ah, the first. Good, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Really. Really. Really good. Really good. Yeah. I would, I would, I would recommend that to anyone. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's this. But I haven't watched uh, the second one yet. I was very disappointed though. The very first time I encountered Reacher was because when I was going on honeymoon, I said to Sol, "I need a book to read," and he went, "Get a Lee Child book and get whichever is the earliest one in the series that you can find." And it was Die Trying, which is the second one. She's the one where he's in the back of the van, if you remember. Mm. The most. In the back of the and so after they'd finished that first series, which is the first book, I thought, yes, they're going to do Die Trying, which is like still one of my favourite books. Have they not? Um, have they not done book two? No, they've skipped um. straight forward to, I think, Bad Luck and <laughs> Trouble, which is like one of the much more recent um, books. So to be that fair, though, I was a little bit disappointed in. Yeah, to do be not, fair. Do they follow on from each other? Not really. They don't, there's, no. there's reoccurring no. characters. I think says, yeah. he gets a wife for, or, or he moves in with <laughs> someone and goes into a steady relationship for about three books. Mm. But there's recurring... and There's there's odd character go, that pops up here. That, yeah, pops there, up everywhere. Like Francis Nigi, I think, is in, mm. in that the second series. Uh, but they actually go back in time and he's a little bit younger and, and you meet his mum and stuff like that. Not that we say back mm. in time, but... They kept doing that Pre-cool. on the first one. But yeah, yes. I, I'm really, I, hope, I, I hope they do die trying though, because I proper loved that book. From it was, It's very rare. It's hard for me to read because of the voices. And that is one of the few books that I was able to just literally sink in without uh, getting distracted. In fact, to be fair, all of the Lee Child ones I've been able to sink in without getting distracted. The thing is, and the way the work is, he... The short chapters, so if you've got any kind of attention deficit, but so that's good because you've got a red one, red one, (laughs) but it's a a real page turner because they're about 12 pages per chapter or something. But he all is the Lee Child's trick. I wouldn't, it's not high literature by any by any stretch, but what he does, he's good at, but like Reacher himself, and he ends every chapter punctually that makes you want to read the next one, yeah. Read yeah. the next one, and it's it's a very definition of page and the fact that that reaches like this charismatic uh, Sherlock Holmes who can break your face off, J- smartest man. He's Batman, isn't he? We had to sue. Yeah, <laughs> he is basically. Yeah, when when he said I want a bit next Batman or something, didn't he? The actor, I was like, fucking hell, that'd be a right choice. He'd make a, he'd do a great job of that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't think he'd be a good Bruce Wayne, though. He's not. He's not no, conspicuous not enough. No. He's a meathead, no. isn't he? But no the thing is, is that the whole no one will beat Batfleck. The whole point of it is that you look at him and you think you're a meathead. You're not bright, but he's all. Yeah. Of, he's, he's everything, isn't he? Yeah, but yeah. Any, anyway, I've not watched series two. I enjoyed the first series, but because I've read so much, it it 
feels like a recap. <laughs> so I half I watched the first series, but almost half watched it whilst looking at my phone and stuff. And still yeah, enjoyed I it. would say. Well, yeah, because mm. the thing is, you know it. So I, yeah. I, I, but yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it though. But I was just, I think I was talking to Daniel in the pub about this over the weekend. So, oh, what, how many books is it up to? I think there's 27 and I think I'm wow. about four behind. His brother's taken over now, Lee Child's right. brother. And so I think he's taken over with advice, maybe. For, Lee Child's not his real name. His name's Grant, somewhere yeah. anyway. But he's taken so he's just over, like a consultant now. Yes. And I don't oh, think they're supposed to be as good. But when you've written 20 odd books of the same character, I'm sure you've like, I need to do something else, like yeah. swimming all my money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do well to keep writing books about the same characters, don't you? Yeah. Aye. Um, yeah, I don't know what else. Uh, well, not that comes to mind anyway, so move on. Uh, Come on, me, Sullivan. Then. Okay, right. Uh, we've been waffling on, haven't we? So I'll keep it brief. Underpants. <laughs> Yay! Uh, uh, films. I went to watch Godzilla minus one. Ooh, go on. Um, it's really good. That's not um, it's scary, almost it? like a prequel slash remake of the first Godzilla. Um, so you see, okay. I yeah. So the the whole reason Godzilla exists is because of nuclear bomb testing, isn't it? And after World War Two, where they actually properly dropped bombs in the Pacific as for nuclear testing that broke open something in the sea and the radiation created Godzilla blah 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 but um, yeah he's just a a relentless stomping killing machine which is fine because you want to watch a monster smash up Japan that's that's what these films are all about but there's a lot you don't see you don't see a lot of Godzilla for a lot of it because they've got the balance perfectly where you're invested in the human story about someone who could have possibly stopped Godzilla early on, but he didn't. Then there's a redemption arc and then there's people's real troubles following the destruction of Tokyo and they're all living in sheds and huts. So it's part history piece, part redemption human story. Um, Then you just see him pass by the window like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was that outside? Oh, nothing. <laughs> um, but part monster story. Mon- it, it, and there's a lot of, it feels like there's lots of nods to Jaws as well, just like, because a lot of it's set at sea, because that's where it comes from. Uh, it's just it really, it's just really good. It certainly looked like it had integrity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like watching, just watching like the trailer and things like that. It's like, oh, right, okay. That this is like a proper film. This isn't just some pile of wanked off. Yeah, shit. <laughs> it's not. It's <laughs> not. We've got a budget for some. We've got a budget for some special effects, and we're just going to smash stuff up. Watch yeah, this, look, because yeah. that's what everyone wants. And quite I, funnily enough, the new Godzilla Kong Skull Island monster, whatever that new one yeah. is, where the, where they both start running at the end of the trailer. <laughs> that yeah, one, that was on before it, and the contrast between those two styles. I mean, yeah. The, they're all, you know, horses for costs or whatever. But it's, you've got a serious... So did you watch them back to back? I've not seen that. Just the, the trailer was on before it. So uh, then you came okay. to watch a serious Godzilla. A, yeah. A, a, a history piece almost. Yeah. Featuring Godzilla. You're like, ah, very tonal differences. Yeah, They've both got yeah, the yeah. place, of course, but it's really good. I wouldn't say it's art house cinema, but it's not... Right. 
popcorn, but it is a brilliant blockbuster. Cool. And if yeah, I'll it's just it really good. And if you can see it on the big screen, I would. Or just sit close to your telly. Um, I've mm. been. I've got myself a PC Engine Duo. Uh, PC Engine Analog Duo, which is, you know, Analog make these, mean? you know, Analog make these lovely modernized products for your old things. So I've got the Pocket Analog, know. you know, the Game Boy that is... Ah, oh, that thing, yes. Yep. And I've got the Super NT, which is the Super Nintendo Analog. Yeah. So you could play all your old hardware, all your... But this has got, this is the... PC Engine version of it, and it comes with a CD drive in it, because obviously all this old stuff are failing. My original PC Engine is not RGB compatible. I can't get it onto a SCART. I can't get it. I can't stream it, stuff like that. So for convenience and things, you know, modern kit. So, you, so now you can play them old shit games exactly as <laughs> Yes, yeah. So that was nice. I forgot. I didn't Sounds forget I'd good. ordered it, but I forgot whether I paid for it or not. But yes, I paid for it when I placed my pre-order about 18 months ago, maybe two years or something. And then it was nice to see an email come through and go, well, we're ready. We're going to ship this at the end of December. Get ready. Oh, have I paid for this? Chris nice. CMP. Um, I was talking to him on WhatsApp and I said, we, you pay for these things when you place your order, right? He's like, yeah. Like, okay, good. <laughs> good that I've paid for it, at least not coming out of my pocket over Christmas. So yeah, that's nice. I've been playing Midnight Suns, the deck building, XCOM-like set in a Marvel world. So it's turn-based. You, you've heard of XCOM. You've played, yeah, yeah. played Aspire. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's like that. a cross between that. It's that, with but Mar- because With a Marvel skin on. Yeah, but it's like Blade and... Ileana Rasputin or magic from the X-Men um, it's a there's you're fighting up against demons so it's all very horror spectral type magic Agatha Harkness it's all that it's all the magic side of Marvel Doctor Strange you know all mm. that kind of stuff so you're fighting all these magic enemies by using cards that you pull from a deck and it's turn based and yeah it's good it was um, I signed up for Humble Bundle for 80 quid for the year. It was a, like a Christmas offer they yeah. had on. If you sign up I before... I can't bring myself to do it because I've just got that much <laughs> shite already in my Steam I library. Know. It just made me more depressed. Well, I just thought, oh, for what? About £7 a month, if that, you get eight or nine games a month. And I was never going to play. And I was going like that about it. I was waving my hands about it. And then they went, uh, Midnight Suns is coming next. Uh Ne- oh, okay. next year and oh, I'll go on then there's a 25 quid game straight yeah. off and you'll get others do you lose access to them once you, you nope. subscriptions run nope up? you claim your steam you get your steam key so oh. every month you claim those games for that month and you add them to your steam library and that's it so you've got them forever so in that respect okay. it's somewhat better than say game pass or playstation whatever so you never lose them uh, so yeah Did it's you really know? good did, did, did you know Nolan, Nolan North voices Deadpool in Midnight Suns? Oh. Do now. I've not got that yeah, far Nathan yet. Drake, Desmond Miles. Spider-Man's um, turned up, Venom's turned up. Yeah, it's just loads of... There's a story running through it. You play this nameless avatar guy that's been created purely as the, as the conduit to tell the story. And you play as him and have fights with other team members that turn up and go so yeah if you're a fan of XCOM turn based fighting deck building games it mashes all them together very well 8 out of 10 I, re- 
I really enjoyed oh. it from the, the, the Steam giveaway, like a however many hour demo. And I tried it and I thought, oh, I really like this. Then it ran out and I thought, not enough to pay that much. Because it was brand new. <laughs> it, was, no, it was brand new at the time. Um, yeah, ooh, Wikipedia says it. the game received generally positive reviews from critics, but was a commercial flop. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, they, they, I think I'd, I've read the same thing. I think the, the guys who developed it, I think, I think it was a, a poor release window, but they're hoping that, it, like most of their games, it's got a long tail that people will just come to it like slow I have burn. now. And, yeah, slow burn. Sometimes there's just too many games, the, isn't there? Right? It's one for the patient gamers yeah. out there, and, which I am one of. And finally, that's gaming as well, I think. Um, I, oh, I finished Alan Wake, the original Alan Wake, having never played it. I played that and on Thursday. And what did you think to it? I mean, it's not, the first one's not great, but you really need to play the second one. The but six add, chapters. The six yeah. chapters in there. Episodes. Yeah. It could have been five because the last yeah. the last episode is you running from one place to the next for about three hours to have to reach the final f- conclusion. It's like I've. You could have just made me run a short distance in the last episode. You brought, all mm. the tension was lost. But mm. as a story, with the nods to Twin Peaks, the nods to Stephen King, Stephen the nods King to... particularly, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it. But I played the Good. remastered version, so it, it looked lovely as well. The one that's on... Um, I got it through Humble Bundle. Yeah, it's good that... It's good but yeah, you should definitely, 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 if you want my Epic logins, I'll give you them. You should definitely play the second one because that's that's probably the best game in however many years I can remember that I've All played. Right. Okay. I, I, I just, it, it just adds something. It would be amazing. You need to play it. You need to play it because I want to talk about it more, but there's nothing to talk about unless you've got a point of reference of actually playing this fucking ball of genius madness so uh, i've forgotten the first one because it's a few years and i flew through it and so i didn't really take much of it in um spoilers don't listen for 30 seconds or so is what is he is he mental and none of it's actually happened it's all in his head and his wife's dead because you don't matter just play the second one it picks it straight up <laughs> right okay it's kind of without without giving out a way that would ruin either of them he's kind of trapped in his own story and needed to write his own way out so you don't know if this is just like him trapped in his own mind or if he like he genuinely is trapped in this weird realm or or what or someone's trapped mm. him in it and his wife yeah. and his wife's got lost or is, in it yeah. and that's or is someone messing with back. his head you know so does he get um, his wife back by rewriting the story and and then you've got like it doubles down on it in the second one because you've got you're playing half the time as Alan Wake and then half the time as some FBI person that's there trying to figure out what what's going on you know so you've got you've got the two sides of the coin I don't think I like that kind of thing. I think I've talked about this before, like the end of uh, end of American Psycho. I'm like, well, is he mad then or not? Yeah, did he kill, did he kill all the people or not? Just li- just yeah. to embrace the ambiguity. Don't, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. mad. Yeah. That, 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 no, there don't, is, no the, don't leave it the, up and tell me. I'm gonna say the thing with Alan Wake too is it definitely um, there's less ambiguity at the end of that than there is at the end of Alan Wake One. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, according to a report, Alan Wake was the second most illegally copied Xbox 360 game of 2010 with more than 1.1 million downloads. It includes an amusing feature where, if pirated, the character wears an eye patch through the entire game. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm not sure how true that my, is, but I'd like to see that. My favourite one of these was, you know, where they put weird, de- weird pirate protection in. Ain't there a game called Game Development Simulator or something like that? And if you if you get the pirated version, it allows you to get about six hours in before you keep losing due to piracy. <laughs> lots and <laughs> lots of people putting reviews on going, this game's too hard, it's impossible. And, and that was the bit, it's like, yeah, because you pirated it. And now you're failing due to piracy. That'll that'll <laughs> learn you. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> and uh, yeah, finally, music. I can recommend an album by an Irish band called Sprints. Okay. Um, it came out last week. Um, I think one of their singles is getting a lot of play on Six Music. Well, it's on the playlist, but I don't listen to that much radio, so you might have already heard them. Um, I think I've summed it up to you guys on WhatsApp as a lazy comparison. It's DC Fontaine's meets Idols cross with Hall because sometimes mm. she sounds she reminds me of like Courtney Love at her most ferocious but the music's not like Hall one but of my kids introduced me to Lovejoy have you heard of them? he goes Oggy Raiding the, the art dealer yeah. <laughs> they, they were quite good but, but yeah they sound they sound interesting I'm gonna it's, I'm gonna give them a smash in the, it's really good the first track is okay oh, Okay, all right. But then the second track's really good, which I think is called Heavy, and then it just gets better. I'd say it's okay. eight slash... Best album I've heard all year <laughs> in, in nine days. <laughs> a week in. Yeah. Um, have you, what, what's your thoughts on the song with Gallagher and Squire? Um, it's two songs in one. It's a man it's repeating some random, random terrible lyrics, just plot ploddy the bass the bass line stolen from the beatles tomorrow never knows oh then, fucking is exactly tomorrow never knows and then john squire turns up and goes i'm a pretty good guitarist right check this out for the next two minutes and then just noodles away on the guitar and i like that i like the second half of it i like when john squire goes look just do one listen to me noodle a bit well i hated it and now I fucking love it. It's like, yeah. like it's a confused mishmash. It's like they went in with about ten different ideas and went. What we'll do is we'll just put them all down and then we'll just drag and drop them and uh, and see what we can like put together. And then they went, oh fuck it, um, yeah, and it's done in it. Right, yeah, right. But because of that now, because it like it subverts your like expectations of where a song should go and what a song should do i actually like it more now because it's like well yeah it's not verse chorus verse chorus middle eight verse chorus it's kind of chorus um intro (laughs) it's like the intros after the chorus (laughs) it's just like what the fuck are you doing the middle eight the middle eight is a middle eight it's a middle 18 at the end yeah yeah but because of this now it's really grown on me and i'm like actually i don't know whether they're fucking thick or they're fucking genius because like all of the reasons i hated it when i first listened to it it's now when i'm listening to it i'm like that's actually some really clever shit that they've done there but then there's part of me going is it though yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or are they taking piss out of you? So I don't know, but I like it. I left thinking, <laughs> I just thought it's odd to release you, you jump off sync. Uh, it sounds like an album track. Mm. And it's weird. Yeah, it doesn't sound. I, I don't I, know. I, this is the other thing that occurred to me. It's like, that can't be the best. You know, and if it is, they're in trouble. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, are they just, did they just go, 
let's release the shittest one first and see what happens. You know, because I wouldn't put it past them to to take the piss out of everybody and have something fucking incredible um, lined up, but we'll see. <laughs> mm. On a musical note, I got a guitar for Christmas, and I don't know if you've ever heard of these. It's um, it's a Yamaha guitar. I can't remember the. Um, I've heard of Yamaha. No, uh, but it's an oh, acoustic, sorry. right? But oh, it has. What are you going to say? It it has a speaker on the inside, and you can put reverb and chorus on yeah. it, and yeah, it's fucking incredible. It's really, really yeah. good. I saw someone playing on TikTok. I was like, "That's amazing!" Yeah. I wish I could play a guitar. Jen went, "What do <laughs> you want had, for Christmas?" I went, a, "I went a guitar." She went, "What guitar?" I went, "I don't fucking know. Whatever one Kyle Gas from Tenacious D uses. That always sounds all right." <laughs> so, and apparently, it's one of those. So, uh, but yeah, it's really yeah. good. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that's it. it. Looks good. <laughs> I've still interrupted. Can you tell we've not recorded in a long time, people? Jesus, I, I, I don't think I've spoke. I don't think I've spoke to real humans in a long time. <laughs> yeah, but it's ones, that I, ones that I like. <laughs> we still haven't, I guess. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah well, all right. We're, I won't fence, but. <laughs> right <laughs> let's talk about these ninjas this is the game the game that we've been playing three ninjas kick back released on the 1st of june in 1994 and published by sony image soft eventually becoming sony interactive developed by malibu interactive probably best known for batman returns on the mega drive slash mega cd which in itself was a spin-off from malibu comics not the mega cd batman malibu interactive which one yeah malibu. these chill confuse me yeah malibu interactive or a spin-off from malibu comics who oh who now are owned by marvel funnily enough but malibu comics I think did Men in Black because that was a comic before it was film, but they did Men in Black because they got it from a different comic studio. Anyway, yeah, a comic film launched a video game side hustle. Cool. Okay. Thanks for clearing that up. I'm uh, feeling enlightened and not at all confused. Hope you're keeping (laughs) up at the back. The game uh, in question is a film tying of the film with the same name of the game which is a tie of the film. Mm. And um, I watched it it's today. It's about some ninjas. I, tell me what you Did thought. Did you like when it? You, when you sent the link, I started watching it and I went, I, I ain't got time <laughs> in my life for this and turned it off. Um, it's an hour and a half of very average kid. My, my daughter went through a phase of watching on YouTube. Something like Ninja Kids or something on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen it, but they make these stories up. It's well, really well produced better produced than this of kids <laughs> doing ninja stunts and acting and, and but I, I couldn't work out because I've never seen any of these films before and I weren't watching two of them because this is the second film despite well, it's the third actually but yeah well, no it's the second it was released in second. the timeline it's the third yeah I'm not watching all three <laughs> to get the story it's not fucking Lord of the Rings and um what's that either it basically these three kids have been taught Kung Fu by, get this, a Japanese specialist, like Karate Kid, funnily enough, right? But they don't say that. They go, will you teach us ninja? Well, they call him granddad, but but, <laughs> but I don't get it because I, 
because I don't see the first one, but there's neither of the parents are, are of Asian descent, so I'm not sure why he's granddad or whether it's just a. F- anyway, maybe, maybe he's like a reverse Madonna or Angelina Jolie, and um, he just purchased. They've adopted. Some, oh, they've yeah. adopted a granddad. <laughs> no, he, oh, okay. he's like bought. He's bought them from some guy anyway, in the trailer. He's trained these kids, and he just happens to tell a story about I got this sword right <laughs> i won a tournament and i got this sword and this sword's supposed to open up a cave of gold but when i won it this other kid tried to nick it off me and i went no and he pulls it away from him and he scratches this other kid's face and the other kid just mopes off and that was a long time ago right anyway so this <laughs> the tournament's coming up again in japan so he goes to japan to hand the sword in for for the tournament I don't know why he's held on to it for what seemingly 50 years, but he has. So we'll ignore that. He decides the best way to protect this sword is to, oh, is take, it to, is to take it to Japan, where all the people who want the sword are, rather yeah. than just keep it hidden so, where it was. Yeah, so the guy, the guy who, who wanted it when they were kids sent some guys to come and rob it from his house and the ninja kids fight them off. So it turns into Home Alone for a little bit. It's quite terrible. And they, they look like the Wet Bandits, even though there's three of them. But yeah. one of the tall ones looks like, is it Larry? The, the tall yeah, yeah, one he's got big... Stick, yeah, <laughs> like the Three Stooges big, uh, crossed with yeah, the, yeah. the Wet Bandits. And they fight them off and then they pretend... The Wet Stooges. Th- they manage to... Um, trick the airline into giving them some tickets and they go over to Japan and <laughs> by using the granddad's voice on a tape recorder. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so they go to Japan um, and then they end up fighting. They find the cave, the cave of gold. And then at the end, the guy who tried to steal the knife when they were kids went, took me a long time to learn that I shouldn't behave like that. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> right. I would urge you, because it's only two and a half minutes long, to go on to IMDb and watch the default trailer that pops up for this. Because when I watched it, right, it's fucking great. Right, I the watched tra- the trailer, it did look good. Right, yeah. the trailer looks great. And then yeah. I started watching it and I was like, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's a great line. I don't know if it was in the trailer that you watched, but the trailer that I watched had one of the main characters go, you've heard of injustice, <laughs> yeah? Well, this is ninjustice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm brilliant. <laughs> well, so the game follows that plot roughly. The game... You, it, it worked to give it its due. It follows the actual rough approximation of locations throughout the game, so it is uh, an adequate tie-in in that respect. Yeah, it's a, it definitely seems like they've made it on purpose, not like some yes. of the other game ones. It's not been reskinned. Where, yeah, where they've gone. Yeah. Oh, this looks shit. Quick, call it somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, like, so it actually does rocky seem game. like they like made rocky. it on purpose. Oh. Rambo. Um, yes, but I, yeah, I, sent, I sent the trailer to my friends and one of them said, Power Rangers meets the Karate Kid in a borderline racist romp for the whole family. Yeah, that sounds about right. kind of sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's also Kim Jong-un's favourite film, isn't it? Yes, and he had it remade in North Korea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had it me. He had a Korean I thought you were making it up. No. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, you were making it up. Oh, no, okay. it's true. It's it's hundred percent true. He <laughs> loves it so much. He got a Korean remake made. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not someone you say no to, is it? No. No. Not really. 
So you have to turn around and go, are you sure, Kim? It's fucking shit. (laughs) Just not going to say it, are you? Three ninja (laughs) shit cack. (laughs) So now you've heard all about the film, do do you want the blurb off the back of the box? Yeah, go on. You first saw Rocky, Colt and Tum Tum on the silver screen when their martial arts skills and extreme exploits saved the honour of Grandfather Mori and defeated an evil arms dealer. Now, it's up to you. In this action-packed adventure, you become any one of the three ninjas. (laughs) The box doesn't care. You become any (laughs) one of the three ninjas. And that's when the fun begins. Wild animals and even wilder ninjas attack. A trio of spaced out heavy metal rockers join forces with the evil Koga in an all out effort to do you dirty. But if you rescue Grandfather Mori and you'll have the last laugh and unlock a secret room filled with more gold than Fort Knox. Do you want to hear the features off the back Good of the box? box. Features. Scorching hot graphics. <laughs> Interact with various items throughout your quest and use them to your benefit. <laughs> that feature, is it? Like all games. <laughs> Intense two-player action. Tons of hidden passages. Awesome sound effects. Many nasty-looking bosses to defeat. Over 12 huge areas filled with fast-paced excitement and dozens of secret rooms to discover. Well, yeah. how, how, would you, how would you pick that box up and then put it back on the shelf? You wouldn't, you'd have to walk away and take it with you, wouldn't you? Someone would have to fight me for it, like a ninja. This is mine. Would you kick back and say, no, mm. my copy? So I, would, what you've I got, would still much rather have three gingers lick crack and have them... <laughs> Have them tackled by a trio of spaced out metal rockers in an all effort to do them dirty. That would, I think, that I would think that's a film be, I have watched. That would be much more fun. That's the, uh, that, that's the undercounter version, isn't it? But yeah, mm-hmm. I might make it. So what you've got is a standard 16-bit platformer in the same vein of everything you've seen before. Adam's family was Sullivan's go-to example, Mr. Note Writer. Yeah, I think the it, if you could look at this and go... That could be on the Amiga, could be on yeah, the ST. If, to me, it were Chuck Rock that I had in my head. Yeah, so, James yeah, Bond. We're on that same vibe. Last yeah, Samurai, any 16-bit yeah. flat set. Well, oh, what was that shit? Out, what was that? <laughs> what was that shit? That we played <laughs> the real terrible platformer for oh, that goes for loads of money because there's very few of them. Oh, I can't remember. That was an Amiga part. Anyway, yeah. That you know what we're talking about. Terminator I don't. Two, Blues Brothers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alien yeah. Three. I'll keep reeling them off. X Men, all those platformers. Onslaught. Oh God, yeah, that was shit. Yeah, that was terrible. That terrible yeah. wasn't it? Oh, God, I've forgotten about that. Thanks. Well, this is uh, better than that. The yeah. spoiler, yes, it is. Though. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. Game starts, you've got to choose one of the three kids, one of the three kid ninjas, either Rocky, Colt, or Tum Tum. I'm not sure why he's named after indigestion tablets, but whatever. Each tum, of them has tum, varying tum. speed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Each of them has varying speed and agility differences, along with different handheld weapons, at least initially, and such uh, slightly different attacks. Just pick the smallest one. It's fastest, smallest, easiest. 
He's also got the least range, though, hasn't he? That's the trade-off. So he's smaller and he's faster and he's harder to hit, but he's only got them little weird spiky things, whereas the Sorry. bigger character, yeah, that's it. Whereas the bigger one's got a longer reach, haven't they? Yeah, like in a, a slight <laughs> deviation from the film, they don't really have many weapons because the ninjas, well, I know ninjas have stars and everything, but they, they're just it's all hand-to-hand combat in the film apart from they, the training bit. They've basically taken the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> I was gonna, weapons. I was, I was just going to say, it's a bit yeah. on the nose, isn't it? You've got um, Rocky, the eldest brother, who has a staff. Yeah. Colt, who has a sword. And Tum Tum, who has Sai. Yeah. Like Raphael, Leonardo, yeah. and Donatello. Yes. Um, Rocky Rocky does some sort of spinning kick. He's supposed to do that above your head, up and up and A, was it? Yes. Um, a and B, I think, that. isn't it? All right. Oh. Oh, no, is it when oh, you, you press can, them together? Yeah, sp- no, that's yes, a special yeah. move, sorry. You've yeah. got a special move. Right. You got a, you push up and attack and you do a, a, a flamboyant... You do like a... That's to twat people above you and make you yeah. jumping safe. Yeah. And, and then it, you, it stops all the... Um, if they throw stars at you down yeah. on your head, you can yeah. fling them out of the Ching, ching, ching. So, yeah, uh, Rocky's got a staff. It does a spinning kick and he can pick up shurikens... Uh, and sure Rocky launches out six shurikens in two volleys at any one time, and they fan out as they travel away from him. The pattern of flight is upwards diagonal. Colt is the middle brother. Was he the he's the blue one? So Rick, Rocky was the green one. Colt's the I, blue one, and Tom Tom was the yellow one. Yes. Yeah, I did not use in clothing. This not. One. Um, I did just because it was a default when it started. It, the it was already had him highlighted in the middle, so yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's got a sword and he does a spinning blade, spins around with his sword, doesn't he? And you can pick up daggers and he fires three daggers at any one time. So Tum-tum, it's essentially the same. Kind of. Yeah. Tum Tum is the fastest one and he's got a side, but like you said, he doesn't have a lot of yeah. range because it's a defensive weapon, isn't it? Um, yeah. And he's got a rolling attack. And he picks up miniature size and he throws three of them at once. Um, oh, I, th- I thought they were like little shurikens. The little, well, no, they're little sai, I think. Okay. Um, but as any standard platformer, you're against the clock, fighting loads of enemies and you collect things on the way. Some stages have got time limits, as in you've got to do certain things. Like the second they've, stage, you've got to kill so many training dummies for some reason. Yeah. And then they've the all got unlocks. a time limit, yes. haven't they? But some of them have got a pressurized time constraint, like that rolling boulder thing. Co- yeah, uh, collector, right. collector-thon yeah. type job, yes. Where mm. you have an objective and you are not finishing this until you've done it. Anyone who's played any video game ever, guess what you get if you collect a hundred coins. You get an extra Bard. life. <laughs> yeah. but in, you can pick up food to replenish your health there's not a lot of coins knocking about is there? there's a fair few but it takes I some doing to get to 100 I, I don't know I ended up like running I got loads of extra lives and when you get an extra life in a obviously karate um, inspired move it goes ding 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 the only thing everyone plays on a piano as a kid um, yeah, you pick up food to replenish your life. You get a yin and yang symbol, which fills up your life entirely. There's an hourglass, so you can add time on. Get yourself a little bit of extra time to get to the end. You can pick up orbs, which uh, equate to different uh, amounts of points. And a face mask grants you an extra life. There's, there are some symbols as well, which there's a red... I don't know what the symbol said. Chinese or Japanese-looking symbol, which was like a smart bomb. Oh, yes, yeah, there wasn't there, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, and the blue one, the blue symbol is what picks up your um, your projectile. Yeah, interesting. There's um, but on the, just going on the time thing. Even though there is a time limit, it's not oppressive. But I, I never felt like I was against the clock. No, other than the I ones where it's on more purpose. Often. Yeah, with the boulder rolling after you, Indiana Jones yeah. style, which is towards the end of the first area, yeah. Yes, yeah, it is. And, um, I'll save it for the review. Okay, sorry about I found that I died more often than I ran out of time, and then yeah, you start same. back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not easy or fair. <clears throat> no, both of those things. So the levels, we have the woods. Mori, Grandfather Mori, completes your training in the peaceful surroundings of a heavily trapped area in the woods. That's how the film starts. A, yeah. Um, then they go to a cabin, slap around a bunch of grungers and let them know who's <laughs> boss around here. Is that in the well, film that, as well? Yeah, that's yeah. why they come and they come to steal I, the I, knife. Like even oh. in the, the woods in the film, because I, I, obviously I watched a, a chunk of the beginning of the film, like that bit where he goes on to attacking the dummies. They obviously extrapolate it by throwing enemies in, but that bit's in the film. Yeah, like, yeah, that, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't mention that, bit, did we? Yeah. There's, a lot, there's loads of there. enemies which aren't obviously in the film because it's quite boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, the, it, it does uh, certainly seem to follow it, doesn't it? Yeah. At least made an effort, yeah. Now, when you get through the cabin, yeah, sorry to talk over you there, you do come onto a cave next. Mm. That's mm. not in the film. You just go, you just go to Japan. So I guess just mm. getting on an airplane would have been, oh, you could have had a fight on an airplane, couldn't you? That would have been all right. But yeah, so the cave is a, is a game addition. Then, then you got the streets on a high-flying ramp, romping skateboard. Is that some is, sort of rooftop chase? On yeah, now, they're, now they're taking liberties. Now, <laughs> There's no skateboarding this, in this, Japan section. No, well, this is the skateboarding one and the hang gliding one were made for the Mega CD, weren't they? So they're not in any of the other versions. They just put them in as extra levels for yeah. For this CD, came didn't on it? the CD. We failed to mention it actually. Yes, well done. This came as a double pack with Hook, didn't it, on the Mega yeah. CD? So yeah, there's extra levels if you play it on that version. I but, didn't. Yeah, there's and then there's obviously a very big difference in style, graphics, and pace on those two and levels power. than any other. All the, yeah, so everything, everything on the the streets level and the skies level is just the, it's more or less an entirely different game. It's good, good that they threw something different in but yeah it kind of don't fit it's a bit weird isn't it yeah. well it's people going well if people have got to pay extra for the sega cd version we need to make it we can't just sell them the same game with better sound uh mm. put, put some more levels in but there we're, is a we're making this game add them in there is there are hang gliders yes, there in is. the film yes there mm. are hang gliders mm. in the film i yeah. didn't see that far into the film because i'm not a sadist what? like you but i saw it on i did see it in the trailer Oh, it's just like a roller coaster. I hate roller coasters. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd have watched it yeah. age eight, I'd have probably enjoyed it. But what's uh, striking yeah, is, so, is how yeah. poor for a kung fu action film, just how poor the fighting scenes are. So it's almost like it's almost because they're, they're also part of a um, there's a big side story about them being in a baseball team. So it's almost like the bad news bears crossed with kung fu with barely any kung fu despite them being ninjas but it's a funny it falls short everywhere does the film really I, I, I can't i couldn't help but think though like 
if you were all sat around stoned. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, At yeah. two in the morning. Yeah. After, you would, uh, and you put this on, everyone would like it. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You'd have a good time with it. But well, when I mentioned this at work. Not the game. <laughs> I, I, I saw it, it cost 11 million to make, I think, this. Or it cost 20, it took 11, something like that. Yet I've seen God knows how many Jackie Chans. Shout out to Wiker if you're listening. He's he's doing a Jackie Chanuary where he's watching a Jackie Chan film a day. Which is, nice. No, no, I've seen a lot of Jackie, like Police Story and, and what have you. Jackie, old school Jackie Chan films. It probably cost £2.50 that had more Kung Fu action in yeah. here. So, so the production's a bit all over the place. Well, I, I did mention we were doing this game uh, to, to someone at work, and he went, oh, Three Ninja Strike Back, yeah. And I went, what? You've heard of this? You've seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Eh? All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, okay. But, Fair enough. Yeah, then Hello, Dale, just avoid, him, avoid him, block him and unfriend him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm intrigued. You, how did you find out about this? But uh, yeah, not all the levels in these sections are just go right and get out. There are those collecting levels where you've got to destroy a certain amount of enemies before you can get out or pick up some bits that have been missing, like they've lost the backpacks and stuff and you've got to go find them, pick them up before the, the exit will open. Um, yeah, and then when you do finish it, you get Grandfather Mori telling you, well done, you have finished the game. What an achievement. You are a there. true ninja. Certainly yeah. brought the fourth wall there. Took me right out of the story, referencing yeah. a game. But yeah, it's basically rinse and repeat, same thing all the way through, just in different locations with slightly different enemies. There are some sumo um, wrestlers in the film that they, the, the little tum-tum wants to, be a, yeah, wants to be a sumo fighter. but Only because he knows that they can eat loads. No, that's that's he wants to go. Like he wants to talk to the other ones into going because he'd seen how much they can eat. Yeah, but um, he, there is a fight in the film with sumo wrestlers. So they, they have, they've not phoned it in. No. It, it does, you know, when you if you put your tracing paper over the film, they have done it to a degree. So yeah, it's, uh, and then at the end, yeah, you fight um, that dude who's, who's now old who tried to nick the knife and in the cave. <laughs> yeah. Right, well. It's enough about that. Let's get into Don't the Don't sound too interlude. excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> well, that's well, enough about I'm off to go kill myself. <laughs> you you nah, talk about a cultural you know interlude. Fucking right. hell, man. Cultural interlude? Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's do it. <laughs> cultural interlude! Uh, 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 uh. Ooh, cultural interlude time. Yeah, so before we jump into what we thought about um three ninjas have the hair slicked back let's check out what was on going on in like june june the first 1994 june the first 1994 was nearly 18 years old nearly nearly a man still a boy that's nearly 30 years ago i know it's frightening so let's have a look at what were in charts in single charts back then Falling two places from four to six is Nirvana ripoff Levi's advert adorning inside by Stiltsky. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, they came and went. Didn't he? Didn't he? The lead singer of Stiltskin. Didn't he go to front Genesis for a bit? I think he did. No didn't idea. He? I think he did. Yeah, um, when Phil Collins. Oh, I don't know. Did he? <laughs> I'm gonna have to have a. He did. You're just making shit up now. I think I might be. Um, but yeah, that that was it. Was again just like Babylon Zoo's basement. It's a it's a bit of a song that sounds really good in an advert, but when you get the full piece of when you get the full pie, not just a yeah, slice shit. of it, it's a shit pie. It's not as bad as Spaceman. That wasn't. Yeah, yeah, that's total. what I mean. Babylon Zoo, yeah, yeah, got bab- Baba Zoo, how, yeah. How good does a start? How good is the start of that song though? Like right, that, yeah, that's that intro writes a check that the rest of the song just cannot get anywhere near yeah. cashing. Mm. So Wilson joined Genesis, the band's lead singer, after Phil Collins officially announced his departure in March 1996. There you go, yeah. So that's that. That was sat at um, that was sat at number six, falling two places because everyone wore Levi's then, falling from the top spot to number two which was obviously pushed off by the one that we're going to get onto next because that's number one but it's not this was number one last week because it's got to number two come on you reds come on you reds which was Manchester United uh, featuring status quo or and status quo it's it's terrible it's what what is the original status quo song no, I don't know. I'm Which just going to listen to it now. The, the think... original pictures of Matstick Men are they no. rocking all over the world shit. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, come on, you reds. Come on, you reds. They were riffing on a status quo song, wasn't it? Oh, I don't fucking know. Anyway, that was at number two. Because um, Manchester United were starting to come into their own dominating force. I think they won the F. I can't, I can't remember. I lose, lose track of what they've won. My entire life when anyone starts talking about football. It will have been it will have been the Premier League, yes. Um <clears throat> they and at number one, on account of of a film being right popular in that, was a Scottish band fronted by someone who can't spell Martin, Marty Pello, uh called Wet 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 with I feel it in my fingers. Yeah. I feel it in my bones. I've I'm surprised. Park. I've got Parkinson's. I think it's a song about Parkinson's. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm very surprised we haven't seen this more often, considering it were there for seven years. Yeah. It was there a long time, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was a very long time. In fact, hang on. Wasn't it the longest we number? We must have seen this. No, it wasn't. Still... The longest, it, the longest number one is still Brian Adams. It's in still it, Brian still. Adams in it, but it wasn't number one for what seemed for to be v- all of very long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, it's not the, even... the three, the three that I remember never fucking off were this Brian Adams, and I would do anything for gloves, but I won't do <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, and it was, um, it was. It, it was a cover as well, wasn't it? It was a Trogs, wasn't it, originally? Love is all around. It, so it wasn't even their bloody yeah. song. And yes, it was on that film, um, Four Farts in a Funeral or something. Four Weddings in a Funeral. Yeah. It's good, it, that yeah. film. I like that film. It's good. Um, Burning Bridges was the status quo song you were trying to think of. Yeah. Burning Bridges never... I've just had yeah. to look it up on Wikipedia and the album 
the artwork for the vinyl release mm. is Mike Tyson looking victorious in a Off ring. Off of Burning Bridges, not the United song. Yeah, the Burning Bridges one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would have been odd. And the, the B-side to that single was Whatever You Want and Margarita Time. I like Margarita Time. It's Margarita Time. I like that. Don't mind a bit of status quo. I saw them at Glastonbury. They're all right. Next. Uh, yeah, I, I saw them at Carfest and they were better than I expected them to be. Although yeah. it was only one of them, the guy with the ponytail. Yeah, because the other one's he, he dead. He's, he's But he F. cut all his hair. He cut his yeah. hair off. Well, because he were going bald for ages. He just had like a, that, that, you don't want, bald men with ponytails, it's not a good look, is it? But that's, that's the one he was rocking all over the world for quite some time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that is that. That's your singles, right? So let's get on to bloody albums, right? So albums, straight in, number 10, one of my favourites, one of my favourite all-time artists, Ill Communication by Beastie Boys. Now, it's very difficult, I think, if we've got listeners across the pond, to actually... How are you going to kick it? With that Trap Call Quest kicked in. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to kick it root down. All oh, right, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I see what you got. God, I've had Ill Communication on today as well. I should have, I should have got how that. How are you going to kick it? Going to kick it root down. How are you going to kick it? Boom, 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 boom. It's one of my favourite albums of all time. I still listen to this all the time. <clears throat> I think it's probably difficult to explain that to us over here, Beastie Boys were around for um, License to Will and No Sleep Till Brooklyn and Fight For Your Right and they did that Raising Hell 2 we Run DMC and then that were it they're gone they're just, to us kids they were like a, oh yeah remember those Beastie Boys that had that big hit song and a little yeah. song after it and then that were it <laughs> so I can remember seeing Sabotage on MTV early 94 or something like that I thought, this is great. And they're all dressed up as policemen. It's like, who's this? And then, because the way MTV used to show, I think it still does actually, but MTV doesn't show music anymore, so it's hard to tell. They told you who was doing the song at the start and at the end. I think I caught it halfway through. I thought, it's this slaps, as the kids say now. This is a banging tune, as the kids said then. Or this is good, as I said. And they were like, the Beastie Boys. And I had to do a double take thinking, the Beastie Boys? Really? Okay. And the album came out a few months later. And I can remember Kerrang, because I used to read Kerrang and Raw Power with me being a bit of a metalhead. Give it five Ks or something. They give it a five-star review in there. I thought, you know what? I'll plump for this. And I've always liked hip-hop anyway. And it's really weird that up to this point, and then from there, you go back and get Check Your Head, you get Paul's Boutique, so you get the previous albums and... You love them as well. But it's hard to probably, in the light of Lincoln Park, Limp Bizkit, Papa Roach, all those that came that became new metal, um, corn to a certain degree, you know, all that all that stuff that came after it. I don't think you would have had that without the Beastie Boys from Check Your Head and Ill Communication. Anyway, great album. And then it took them so what seemed like it, they followed it up four years later with Hello Nasty with Intergalactic on it. That four years seemed like the longest four years ever. Four years now as, as old men like us goes in a blink of an eye. But I waited so long for that Hello Nasty album. Yeah, beasties. It's still all right, but it's just not the same, is it? No. That, uh, Ill it's communication just is just 
too good. Yeah, the lad, the lad today said, "Have you seen Beastie Boys?" I'm like, "Yeah, so I've seen them four times." Ah, yeah, twice at Brixton, Reading Festival, Manchester Arena. Yeah, and um, we're not going to get any more. Well, I think they were they were saying recently they might release some stuff, but we're not going to get any new one because sadly MCA passed away. But have you seen that Beastie Boys documentary? It's on Apple Music. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's really good, isn't it? Anyway, enough of me fawning on about beasties. Uh, number number six, which I've put this in because they're an interesting uh, act. You can't say a band. Future Sound of London with life forms. And to, to see that in there at number six, like a, a quite left field electronic artist, it stuck out. It was like, Future Sound of London in the top ten. So... Yeah, that's the only reason I've put that in because they're worth checking out. The Future Sound of London are great. I think my girlfriend at the time actually had this album. Album. Had it. It's good. It's quite chilled out, Future Sound of London. And then, coming straight in at number one uh, is a guy called Seal Henry Olusagun Olaminde Adiola Samuel. Oh, Seal's his real name? Seal. Seal is his real name, yeah. But the follow-up, the follow-up, Seal 2, was also called Seal. So his album one was called Seal. Then his next album called called Resealed. Oh, I should have done, shouldn't they? Yeah, Resealed. Yeah. But this has got Kiss from a Rose on it, you know, that ended up on like that Batman film and that. Oh, yeah. Kiss from a Rose on me piss or something like that. (laughs) Did you know that Seal... Seal competed on the second season of The Masked Singer as Leopard, and he, he finished in fourth place. Really? Imagine that. <laughs> That's what surprised me as well. Who won that? Who won that? Come on, internet. Cat, who's beaten Seal? There's someone shit like Natalie Imbruglia. Oh, well, this must be America. I don't know who these people are. Well, well, maybe I just don't know them. Adrienne Eliza Balon Houghton, American TV personality. From Three uh, LW and the Cheetah Girls. All right, um, Chris, Chris, da- Chris, Adam Daughtry. Are you are American you looking singer. at the American mass in there? Not the you. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, he was on American Idol, uh, and uh, Wayne Brady won it. Don't the, know. Uh, the, is the presenter from whose line is it anyway? In America, the black guy. I don't know, man. You do, you do, you do. Oh, okay. So yeah, the Seal Two by um, Seal was it number one there? Um, his dad's called Ron. Ron Seal. But <laughs> <laughs> um, come on, let's get onto films. Chuffing hell, we've been going on for ages. Right, films. So get ready with you. Get ready with your clues. Right, see if you can see if you can get this. You can play along at home or in your car okay. or on the bus or damn, just damn, it's up to you, isn't it? It's in your path. life. Yeah, in bath. Mm-hmm. So at number five this week on the charts, prank-pulling cantankerous fogies, mutual antagonism becomes friendship after flirtatious gilf moves to town. Dirty rotten scoundrels? You're kind of in the right ballpark, but I found this is quite difficult, I- I'd say. Is it, so, is it two Wal- old guys? Walter Matau or whatever yeah, it's called. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Big yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who played, who played what dad is on it them. called? Dennis. I can't remember what it's called, but I know what it is. Grumpy old men. 
Ah, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Grumpy old men with uh, Jack Lemon, Walter Matthau, Burgess Meredith together. Yeah, I I knew the film. I could like see. I haven't seen the film, but that tr- the trailer for that were on the front of everything all the time, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, number three, Frank puns and boob jokes for the last time in. Naked Gun, Gun 33 and a Yes, bit of an easy one that, but the the I get these from Top Film Tip on Twitter. It's being remade, uh, isn't it? Naked Gun, and it's um, Liam Neeson is starring in it, and who's directing it? It's someone good anyway. When I saw it, I was like, that sounds a really I weird yeah. choice. I don't know if I it works. It's, it's like it's like the news <laughs> that Paddy McGuinness is coming back to do Bullseye. Oh, bog off. Did you have you seen that uh, bullseye clip that's viral at minute where they were like this would get you cancelled nowadays? So he got basically is is it you know does the interview yes. with them at the start and she he goes I, I hear you did a sponsored slim and she said yeah and he goes how much do you owe him to this fat bird? <laughs> it's almost like it's just a joke, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Because it's, it's just yeah. all the contestants. So where are you from? And he goes, cock a mouth. He goes, is that where you're from or what you like to do? <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Uh, very, very mm, um, troubled. 70s humour. Yeah, my wife. Uh, yeah. Number, <laughs> at number, <laughs> at number one, Bernard Wright on. <laughs> at, at, at number one <laughs> in the charts this week, in uh, 1st of June, 1994, awkward foppish hunk. Falls for well-seasoned beauty in standard setting, endearing British comedy of intimate errors. Have we mentioned this earlier? Mm-hmm. There you go, yes. There's no coinkydink that that's the number yeah. one whilst Wet Wet Wet's jamming up the charts with the saccharine shit. So yeah, there's your films. Um, what was I watching in 94? Not them. None of those. <laughs> I don't even think I've seen 33 and a third. And I, oh, sorry, I lie. I've seen Forward to the Funeral, I think, once. I disliked it that much. It fell out of my brain because it's offensive, because it's what everyone thinks that British people are. We all go, and we all talk like that. And we all live in really posh houses when it's only the Tories who do that. And it's just really, well, everyone else is scrambling for a fucking penny. Right, next. <laughs> Welcome, Modern Britain. It's a good film, though. <laughs> um, anyway, right, this is a gaming podcast, right? There are some games and we will talk about them. Is it? Uh, <laughs> and on June the 1st, 1994, it was issue 152 of Computer and Video Games Magazine, a.k.a. CMVG, that was on the shelves in... Walmart! Still makes me laugh. <laughs> All this time on. It stood the test of time. Uh, I'm going to throw a surprise in one day and go, go, microbite. Oh, microbite. <laughs> so, then there'll be one other listener from near Wakefield go, oh, I remember that shot. I remember microbite, yeah. Seeing VG hits, right? That's what they yes. call the hits that they consider to be CMVG hits in here. So that's what we always cover. Um, but So there's a couple here, but I've also pulled out one that's not a CMVG. It's got a decent mark because it's worth, it's worth mentioning. Anyway, uh, 
another world. Yeah. It's made its way to the 3DO. Remember that highly successful console? I'm still, on the subject of the 3DO, mm. I'm still potentially a fan of this being the next thing that we have a look at. <laughs> Do you think? How many games? Uh, well, have no, they got because. 27 games. I'm, yeah, they've got more than you think. I get, cause the, the, my only memories of the 3DO is when I was with Tammy, her brother had one. And the only memories I have of it is everything I played on it was fucking banging. Like, really good. But obviously, I mean, he chose good games. You know, when you've got a limited budget, you're not just going to buy any old crap. But I played lots and lots and lots of games on it, and they were all very, very, very good. But there's also some mad weird shit on it. I think that should be a yeah, strong contender from, for where we go We're all next. coming from, like, 16-bit platforms, with, unless you had a Mega CD, which were few and far between. We're all coming from, like, the Amiga mm. or... Snares are so. Are you sure that's not a bit at the time? Ooh, shiny! At the time I was playing the, at the time I was playing three D, his three do. I already had a Saturn of Ah, my own. Hmm, Maybe. So, but anyway, they they praise the visuals here. Um, Yes, but it's not long enough. Uh, It's short lived, Mm. and that's the best description of another world. Short lived but enjoyable. Sorry, says Randy Paul. (laughs) It looks nice, but it's not big enough. Yeah, but I think I wonder if I wonder if we've all been there. Yeah, I wonder what if he's getting out there. He's like, well, so we've got a CD now, have we? And you've just you've not taken advantage of that. But yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to see it on there because what can he do yeah. with it? Yeah, what did the one? I don't do? know if anyone's heard of this next game, but it's called Super Metroid, and it was on the Super Nintendo yes. Entertainment System, aka SNES or aka SNES. You call it what you want, baby. Babe, I'll call it SNES. For years and years and years, I could have played this for as long as I wanted. My mate John, who lived over at Road, he had this in the big box. Yep. And he asked me if I wanted to borrow it. And I was like, nah, I don't like the look of it. How much of an it's idiot was I as, as a child? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever so, played um, it all the way I've through. I've played it since. It's brilliant. Yeah. On import, this would have cost you £64.99 wow. 30 years ago. What's that in today's money? Shall I do a convert? Yeah, it's just where I was going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so everyone's still lamenting the price of computer games now, which for your bang for your buck, even at 60, 70 quid for the amount of time you get out of a computer game nowadays, com- computer game, uh, compared to, let's say, you, you go left- to the cinema and pay a tenner for a ticket. Still great value for yeah. money. I know there. I know it's a big chunk of money, but it, in terms of hours, it's still a great. But yeah, sixty-five quid. I think I paid something similar for Link to the Past on US import back in ninety-two. One hundred and twenty yeah. pounds. Yeah. Whoa. The thing is, yes, games are now sixty, seventy pounds when they're new. I paid sixty, seventy pounds for that new Star Wars, but yeah. Yeah, that's not as much as as in old money back then, but everything's mega expensive now. You have less disposable income. Yeah. So, you know. Well, they say... Yep. There's that element. They say the best SNES game for ages, according to Denny's with a Z, Ahmed. Only reason it hasn't scored higher is that, and I refute this to a certain degree, is that it's rather easy. It's not. It's challenging enough. It's long. It's in, Well, the thing about Metroidvanias are they're not supposed to be difficult. 
in its day it was probably Ori is. Compa- when you if you compare it to its uh, to, if you compare it to the original metroid mm. it's easy yeah, okay yeah because that original metroid is fucking impossible yeah. oh is it i've never played the original one um it's hard, yeah, it's hard work, but a lot of that is due to the platform, really, and the age of it, and the fact that this is better. <laughs> and you go, well, they've perfected it here. Well, oh, certainly improved on it at this point. Um, but, mm. yeah, I mean, Ori, has, Ori and Hollow Knight, they have their moments, but a lot of the joy of those kind of games, and I sent you dudes something in WhatsApp yesterday, um, and I forgot Mamadoro. Uh, Metroidvania type series that you get them on Steam. That that looks good. Blasphemous one and two. That they're, they're recent ones. But uh, Dead Cells. I don't know. A lot of these modern Metroidvanias. The joy in it is yes, you get stuck every now and again, and it becomes a bit hard. But it's the exploration and the the to and throwing and the uh, and the opening up the map and the trying to work out where to go. That that's. For, that aspect for me and I, I, I it's a genre i love the unfortunate thing is ori is so good that now they're all shit <laughs> what did you think to uh, metroid uh, what was it called prime that uh, yeah, they they won the one first person ones no 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 um dread dread yeah. is that what it was called the latest, the latest newest, 2d one 2d have- side on yeah. I ain't played it. Oh, it's that good. Is it? Yeah. I might dust this off the switch then and have a go of it. Right, yeah. So, it, again, so the, these next two aren't CMVG hits because they, I think they only had two CMVG hits in this issue. But, yeah, I figured this deserves a mention. It's James Pond 3 on the Amiga 1200. Uh, it only <laughs> scored 83. We say only. That's pretty good, right? But yeah, it's good score, they say yeah. essentially it's a Mega Drive game, but it's got added enhancements like Pond has now got a punch ability. So I think originally in the James Bond Pond, you just jumped on the head, didn't you? But I'm including it here because its full title yeah. is James Pond 3 Operation Starfish. And it, my, my puerile mind, it just tickled me. <laughs> Fucking infant. What was the second one? Robot Robot God. God. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to operate on your starfish, this is a game. For, this is a game for you. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then again, oddly, looking back, this did not get a CMVG here. And I do wonder. It's a CD version, which came a little bit after the disc version. I had the disc version of uh, Sam and Max okay. hit the road. So, so maybe the original version got possibly a score is I that what we're thinking and then because they were expecting more from maybe. the CD they kind of went yeah mm. because they um, it only got 84 it's a oh. CD version and they seem to be calling out that it has no extra gameplay aside from the added vocal Ooh. that the CD format brings but so, the added vocal that the C- but it's a pretty perfect that's a game. big, big that's a big win yeah. yeah surely it yeah. needs surely you take the original score and you improve on it because it's got yeah. the vocals the I don't know. Yeah, because it doesn't make it worse, happen. does it? Yeah, because like the voice acting was great, yeah. wasn't it? It's, it's mega, yeah. Yeah. So that that's an odd one. Um, that's your cultural intel. That is all the yogurt that you had in 1994 on the first of June or June or June Gino Ginelli, chocolate chocolate chip chocolate chip Fuji toffee Fuji. 
Is that I think it, so. Have you got a fun fact? Um, kind of. Sit down and strap in. His facts are like a slap. It's coming at you so, so fast. It's Dan's fun fact. Nothing fun about the game, but... You know how retro gaming is dead expensive? Yeah. I just got Image Fight for the PC Engine, which cost me about 45 quid. But, uh, yes. Well, it isn't in. There's, there's, but it's not It's not getting any cheaper, is it? I think that's fair to say. No. No, it's not. But um, do you want to guess how much a copy of... Three Ninjas kicked back for the SNES, which it was originally developed for and then ported over to the Mega Drive. Mm-hmm. It, Do you want to know how much in American US dollars? $85. dollars 60 70 quid. I know. $2,000. Get wrecked. What the fuck? No, no. <laughs> That's someone having a punt because there aren't many. Maybe, but um, this this article that I read back in 2017 said there were still copies um, up at that time for $500. Well, maybe wow. maybe it is, but I ain't paying that. That's for your completionist, isn't it? Unboxed on eBay right now, you can get one for all in with postage. Let me filter it on lowest price. All in for about £100 unboxed. Don't bother. Um, <laughs> yeah. Save, save yourself 100 quid. Wow. I'll give you $100 to not buy it. Wow. Well, three ninjas kick back. That's not cheap, is it? Although you can get the you can get the DVD for <clears throat> featuring all three films for about 40, 40 so guess, quid. Not doing that either. <laughs> no. Well, didn't you find somewhere to watch it online? No. Nope. Um, from a, a backup of my own personal um, copy of the film. No. Nope. Nope. Yeah, but do you that. can get, um, <clears throat> um, yeah, you can get it boxed uh, on the Mega Drive. Well, it only had a US release, didn't it? So on the Genesis for around £200. <laughs> no. Why? Anyway. Well, let's well, to, see to, to, we... to realise why we why we think this is so incredulous. Why don't we move on to our final thoughts on Three Ninjas Kick Back? What, what is what, what, your verdict? <laughs> yes. First thing, thanks to the CD element, the music is very good. Oh, did you play the CD version? Well, yeah, I thought that's the version we were oh, playing. Oh, it doesn't matter. I, I, got, yeah, I played the Mega, yeah, Drive, I played the Mega Drive version. It doesn't matter, does it? It's, you just ah, get a couple matter. of bonus levels, but yeah. Just out of interest, it doesn't really. You still, it's not... I didn't I didn't play the other version. But yes, the the music was very, very good. And you got the cool little cutscenes with the actor that played the dad in the film introducing oh, certain I feel levels like... and saying, hey, you need to find this. I feel and... like I've missed out now. Ah. Yeah, yeah, it's, no, it's pretty that. cool. Yeah, so yeah, so so he so like it's interspersed with like um, him clearly with a green screen behind him, but then they've superimposed the game behind oh. him. So he'll go on this level, you've got to do this and that and the other and uh, yada yada yada. So um, I thought that was quite nice how it tied into the film in that way. 
Um, I thought graphically it was pretty enough and like the sprites were nice and I thought that the the character's jump was generous and um, things like that. It just really fell down with not having a period of invincibility after you get hit. So mm. you could get absolutely destroyed dead dead easy it's not like it would knock you back and then you'd flash for a bit and then you could catch yourself back up and uh, if it had had that one thing the whole game would have improved probably double i think um um but because it didn't have that it was kind of frustrating attaching yourself to the swinging ropes was really seemed really hit and miss yeah and you've got to press up to do it if yeah. I'm going to jump into the rope, just get on it. Uh, yeah, I, I, and, and obviously you can't scale those ropes. So uh, some of them, if the, the jump was a certain height, you had to make sure that you timed your jump right so you were high enough up the rope to jump off the rope at the right point. It just, it just seems yes, really, no really... Up or down, it, they there? were fucking stupid. But there was other ropes you could move up or down. They just didn't swing. So the mechanism yeah. for moving up and down was there. They just didn't put it on those ropes just seemed fucking stupid to me um wonder if they were seen by the game as a different um asset yeah yeah definitely they were but yeah so for me it seemed like what they had was the bones of something good and they clearly (laughs) had cared enough about it to enhance it further with the cvd version by getting that proper actor in to do more stuff just for the game. This wasn't shit that would trimmed out of the film. You know, he's gone in and recorded this specifically for the game itself. Like I said, the music on there was good. The the two additional levels, um, whilst it was jarring because they were completely different because these are 3D first-person um, levels, um, it was nice that they were there, but, but it just all failed Due to just like that jump being annoying, um, you know, which on a platformer it needs to be tight and right, um, and that that um, invincibility period of invincibility after you've been hit. I think if those two things were tweaked, so for me this is probably a six. If those were tweaked, it'd easy be an eight, I think. But it won't. It were just too annoying. I would have also liked them to the enemies to flinch when you hit them, or some some yeah. some sort of recognition. Some that recognition that something's actually happened. Yeah, because yeah. they can just it, it walk both, right it through. Both you. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you just got a little ah from the yeah. character as it got here. Yeah, yeah it's I've just, I've just I've just looked at it on YouTube and it's got that that you know the the filming of the dude in between the stages. It's got loads of the dithering all over it, <laughs> you know, from just compressing it to make mm. it actually fit as a as a bit of video. It looks awful, but I get I get it, like it. The, um, the other thing that was really odd, and this might be just the CD version, was like really random load points where it just stop, and then I you know because it's emulated, it stop, and then it's like all right, this is where it's changing track on the cd or it's looking for something else and then it's back again um but it didn't st- it, it, it seemed to take longer than it should but this might have been an emulation thing and it seemed Could to happen have. at no, random it was points. nothing nothing on the cartridge it, for that i think the platforming felt quite tight hmm. i did i did 
the controls and stuff, it felt like when I was jumping, it you know, it was, I didn't feel like I was fighting with the characters. I thought some of the stage um, design was terrible. The oh. very first level, a boulder starts chasing you straight away. <laughs> so, yeah. you, oh, I'll jump off this platform that I've started on because it'll get me. And you land straight in a fire. So, right, okay, I'll run. And then there's bits falling from the ceiling, which hit you on the head. And then there's spikes falling from the ceiling, which hit and you on the head. Unless you jump up and, and kick the them. spikes on the floor like, right, that th- don't look like spikes. Spikes. No, they yeah. don't. But the, the, the very first... There's no way you're not losing at least two or three bits of health, and then if the boulder hits you, you die instantly. So there's a the the, the learning curve from the first level is practically vertical. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay, mm. right, we're off, are we? I it's not I've, easy. I no the, the the word the word that kept jumping out for me was it's mean, and for a game yeah, and, and for it a didn't game feel fair, did that it? is targeted at children. I found. It was the, the level. I think it's to Daniel's point there that the level design is there's boulders hanging around all over the place. You can't see them because they're just out of shot. So you just drop off a platform and it hits you. So a lot of it comes from memory. Once you kind of know it all, yeah. but but then you forget and then you're punished immediately because there's not well, any. Like the boulders should just damage you once possibly. And also your granddad who turns up is supposed. To, I know it's a training session. And he's supposed to be training you, but he's doing a lot of the damage <laughs> from his shuriken stars. Mm. And you're like, come on, well, every t- he's just mean all but, over the place. But again, the jumping's really well, good. The platform, it's fluid. It looks nice, but you get hit and killed from everything. And it seems you can kind of, if you push down, you kind of duck or he puts his arms up to like block. And I thought, oh, no, no happens. So I thought, oh, if you could at least block like the shurikens are and then i just thought it's really it's mean and tight what i what i couldn't help but think with the voice inside my head was is this because these levels have been designed with two player in mind yeah and i've only played it one player i thought so yeah so I, I, but I never put it on to player to see if it got more busy. But I can't imagine it could get any more busy. So no, it it, it doesn't. Um, right. I so it's exactly it the same. I watched game. it, and yeah. that looks like, if I'm honest, that looks like the best way to play it. That's what you're I thought. Supposed to play this with yes. your mate or your brother. Yes. I bet you have a right laugh with it. Yes. It, That's what I was thinking, and I'm thinking, is it fair to be so harsh if, like, this game has been? thought through as a well we want to encourage people to play together we need to make it harder um but in, but in which case they shouldn't have been so lazy and made it easier when there's one person yeah perhaps. have it scale yeah there seems to be like a tipping point where the first level is like um you just run away from it's just a general platform to get it up to speed with it, isn't it yeah it's a bit mean at the start you got mm. a boulder immediately rick dangerous style coming straight for you um then the second level where you got to hit all the dummies, that's quite good. That's yeah. good, that. Good collectible. Second, that's all right, well, Second actually. stage yeah. of the first area. Um, the third stage where it's constantly moving and you're being chased by a boulder for all. By the boulder. That is harder than it needs to be. Or I found it particularly yeah, it tricky. Is. Then once you pass that, then it all gets a little bit easier. So when you get to the house to collect all the stuff for your fl- flight to Japan and then the underground caves, it turns into quite a nice exploring good platformer. But I, I think 
It's a weird inverse difficulty curve. And I think it... it, it it's, it's, it's very odd. It's like fucking Bloodborne. Yeah. It's like it just starts by smashing you in your bollocks. It's just, bit, for, it's um, just mean. It's like a reverse... Like a reverse bell curve, isn't it? Starts but, off hard, then gets dead easier, then goes back but, up to being hard again. But it is unnecessarily hard. It, there's no need for it to be, like you said, cruel is the correct word. It's mean or it's not. For nice. a game that's so long as well, because there's a lot of lots of stages, lots of areas to play through. Um, the, the seamless playthrough, which they themselves, there's like World of Long plays on YouTube, and they themselves say this is stitched together. This, this, Oh, their oh, long right, plays are really. often stitched together, yeah, the, from repeated right. save states and playthroughs and stuff. Um, you can finish it if you were perfect at it in like 40 minutes, but you couldn't. This is to say you'd have a fucking yeah. job. If on, you just you? got it out of the box, you're not going through it in 40 minutes. It's not easy. Yeah. But um, I did find after about three hours of playing it, I got the rhythms and I got. And you don't get unlimited. You get a lot, it's generous with continues. You get about three or four continues before it says, right, you've had enough. But when you've gone so far, and I didn't realise this until I started looking up, I just kept it on normal. When you've gone so far and it puts you all back to the start, it's a bit, oh, really? I've got to do all that again because it's not easy, even if you when you know where things are. However, if you'd set it to easy in the settings, you get a password mode. It gives you a password. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. But yeah, so you get passwords so you can... Yeah. Maybe that would have helped. But it, it's a game that you don't run through, isn't it? You 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 move yeah, but, through it bit by bit. Yes. Because if yeah. you try running through it all, you're just going to get but, taken apart. The thing is, it, it's a lot better than a lot of the shit we've trudged yeah. through. Yeah, um, it is. It's just a, a victim of some bad choices or bad like design elements. There's a there's a there's a really amazing game in there. There's a good um, car to it in there. Yeah. yeah, but they've just fucked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's uh, I. <laughs> so what over, overall, yeah. So you were going to say, what did you think there? Um, I would say about a four mm. or a five. I I think really. Yeah. I think that's well tied. I think, okay, I think, yeah, I think five, down the middle, because mm. it's, the balance is wrong. And I think you touched on it earlier in this recap, Mark. You said it's almost like they've nearly got it. They've nearly got it. Mm. And I don't know if they felt, if it was any, if they reduced the difficulty, people could have flew through it. Just the balance is off somewhere. But I think somewhere mm. in there, there's a solid platformer, but it's let down by, like Daniel was saying there, you, you can't run through these levels. No, you can't. But you are often... Just, no, thing. but there's a lot of enemies coming at you all the time, so you're often pushed mm. back at speed mm. to run into something else. <laughs> you're like, no, yeah. stop yeah. it. Yeah. I, I want to take it slow. You're pushing me, you're, you're buffeted all over the place. And then you go, oh, I forgot that boulder over there. Oh, that bloody bat. Ah, oh, fucking mm. the wood spitting thing. Ah. But yeah. Um, but something interesting in the instruction, they did say you can blow walls away and with bombs to find secret. So there's, given time, there's probably more things that we've we've not seen. So, yeah, I did I did like there was uh, if you got on, on the cave levels, there was like little alcoves and if you yeah, were stood you by them, you pushed up into them, dip yeah. into yeah, dip into those, yeah, get yeah, out of the that. way of this. You know, the, 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 yeah. There's more depth to it than than I think a lot of games that we've played, and I think. I'd probably go with a six. I, I did let down, let down by that initial difficulty and the, the, the odd choices that have been. I made. did that alcove mm. thing. I thought this is good. Yeah, you slink back, don't you? 
Ninja stood in front of me. <laughs> just stood there. I'm like, because <laughs> I stepped back to avoid the things that spit darts at you, the wooden head things okay, that spit yeah. darts at you. And a ninja come along and he just stood in front of me and said, well, I can't do I can't. I'm going to have, as soon as I step out, you're going to hurt me, aren't you? But. Stay out till one of you dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd, I'd give it a six. I think. Yeah, we've had, I was we've six. Had I was six. Yeah, okay. yeah, I was sick. So you're, you're five, yeah, are you? Yeah, straight so. down the middle. Well, we Video go, Games then. US uh, magazine, Video Games, in March 95, looking at this. they've I don't know why they gave it. March 95? This is an old. Anyway, whatever it was. They gave it five. This is exactly the same game as its SNES counterpart, and that means it's still fairly weak. You play one of the three ninja brats from that awful movie who run around, jump around, and fool around. It's a fairly standard platform game. Fight the enemies, break the backs, collect power-ups, so on and so forth. Go save yourself some time and move on to better things unless you absolutely love the film. Homework can be more exciting. Have you ever studied the Civil War? Or better yet, try watching Gladiator movies. Wow. Well, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah it's not perfect. But it, <laughs> but, it's not that but it, in that, I, when I first played it, when we went to public weekend, so what do you think of, because we don't, despite what you might think, we try not to talk about these games off the pod because no. we don't have anything to talk about on the pod. And <laughs> have you played Three Ninja? Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think? Shit. And I've reassessed that clearly because it's not that shit. After yeah. you've spent mm. more time with it and you get its beats, but it's not great, but it's not shit either, yeah. which is why I've come for me five. I think it's, I think it's knit. It's such a shame, actually. It feels like a missed opportunity. And even if it wasn't got nothing to do with this three ninja, ninjas, I thought I'm going to have to watch it. If you'd not even seen the film, it's, it's still a decent platformer. Yeah, it could be. It's not shit. Soul Gale Pixel Podcast. Imagine that on box. <laughs> <laughs> it's not shit. <laughs> what an endorsement. It's, it's not shit. <laughs> alongside, alongside other such features as pick things up and interact with them or whatever um, it said. If I had time, I'd Photoshop that just because I actually want to see it. <laughs> Interact with various items throughout your quest and use them to your benefit. <laughs> That's just beautiful, isn't it? Anyway. Not shit. So there is no next game. No. There no, isn't. It's gonna be a no. it'll be a recap edition and I might see if I can put a quiz together. Did I do a quiz for the was that a Christmas we'd have had a quiz on this podcast before. We had a Christmas was it a Christmas one? quiz based yeah. around Nez? I think it might have been. Or was it a quiz it on the been. last recap end credits of Nez Famicom? I think I think it was a Christmas Nez one. I think as well, though, we definitely, definitely, definitely do need to decide what we're doing next. Whether we go back in time <laughs> to like Amstrad, yeah, thought, uh, Commodore 64, etc. Or do we stay in this range and maybe look at um, Amiga? Or, we haven't looked at our computer no, at all. Have yet, we haven't, have we? Or, like many, I said, many, many is, listeners. There is there is part of me that likes the idea of three DO, well, but I don't know if we t- take a step back before we take a step know. forward or take a step sideways. Well, it's interesting because you're an Amiga owner, aren't you? Oh, you, you, you were mm. the Amiga owner. You and one other friend. Yes. There, there were only I only had two friends with Amigas. Um, mm. But it'd be interesting to see how much stuff we can get wrong and anger Amiga owners. <laughs> <laughs> But I I would love to do Amiga. I loved my Amiga. It's like that. Um, that's probably if I think the peak amount, 
the, the, the machine I spent the most time gaming on for the age where I had the most time to game, it was the Amiga. Mm. Um, and the Amiga was obviously around at a time when it was very easy to pirate games. Or when you're a kid and you've got no X money, copy. You, you, you were basically just going to, going to school with like what looked like an A4 ring binder full of discs, just going like, what, what we got? I've got RoboCop 3. Well, I've got Monkey Island. You know, so and, and, and there was also just loads of random shit. So it might not be a good shout just because there's so much random shit on it. You know, there's certainly a lot more random shit on the Amiga than there is on the consoles because um, being able to release a disc on a game on disc is obviously far easier than releasing it on yeah. a cartridge, wasn't it? Well, I am in constant contact with Martin Brown from Team 17, so if we land a Team 17 game, we could have a very special guest, couldn't we? Yeah, could, I yeah that would be nice. Yeah, we'll have a think. But yeah, if uh, if you want to let us know, if you want to give us an opinion, if you want to give us a considered argument forming the basis of your opinion on which gaming um, platform we should yeah, choose next, we, we will promise to look at it, but not... <laughs> necessarily consider can't, it yeah can't promise we're going to take it on board but we'll see it yeah we'll have put a look in, put it in the discord at us on twitter yeah. or whatever which we'll get details of in a bit so what else could we have been playing oh good question could we have been playing we could have been playing numbers we could have been playing the six pack yes which um is basically mega games one and two combined isn't it but look at that look at that list of columns. games that is a yeah. beautiful Columns, box set. Golden Axe, Sonic the Hedgehog, Streets of Rage, Super Hang On, Revenge of Shinobi. So it's not Mega Games 1 and 2 put together because Sonic wasn't on it. Revenge of Shinobi was, Super Hang On was, Golden Axe was, Columns was, Alien Storm was on one of them. But it's still, that, mm. that's all your Mega Drive classics there, so isn't it? Good, good bunch. So it's a good it's a good starter for 10, yeah. isn't it? If, you get, if, you get in, if you've always been... Uh, Super Nintendo, and you go. Oh, I want to see what was on the Mega Drive side of the fence. Pick that one up. That's a that'll kick you off. Oh, you could have been playing Six Eight Eight Attack Sub, a port of an MS DOS slash Amiga sub submarine simulator. If you riveting, have a look at this on YouTube. It looks um, riveting. Yeah, it looks dull, boring yeah, as shit. Does, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I might be doing it a disservice. Sleeping, I might watch but, it. No, but I yeah, say, some some games that, like, if you were to look at them, look absolutely dreadful. Are not not what you would expect, were they? Like Rockstar rate my hamster <laughs> on paper is just, but when you play it, it's fucking gangster. Well, um, this much is yeah, true. Yeah. And the original Football Manager, <laughs> things like that, you know, where they, they they were dry as fuck, but they were Phoenix Wright. It's got to be in your wheelhouse, though, hasn't it? It's got to be something that you you hold dear, like flight simulators. Like? I imagine they're fantastic if you give a shit about planes. <laughs> I just want to get on a plane and get off it somewhere else. Yeah, you might as well just be a bus or a train, and you can simulate them as well. They also look boring unless you're into them. Well, you don't even fucking I, steer trains. <laughs> I urge you to play Euro Truck Simulator in a VR with a wheel and not get com just so sucked into it. Like, why is this game good? There's no reason for this game to be well, good. There's, all, there's yeah. all sorts of those, isn't there? There's Power Wash Simulator, which apparently <laughs> yeah. is meant to be very good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, what? It doesn't make no, but any the sense. thing is, have you ever? I've have got, you ever, I've, I can power wash my own terrace. I know, but wait, power washing your own terrace is is good though, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but it gives me backache. I'm a bit too tall. Okay. My lance is too short. I was talking on Twitch to yeah. Ant Chapman from Collapsed Lung of Eat My Goal fame, and he was playing um, House Flipper 2. So I understand uh, there's yeah. a massive, big fan base of these House Flipper games. I'm like, what's, what's the general gist of this then, Ant? Is it... You just... It's what I did with the house. Yeah, you just go. You just go in. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're given. You're given like tasks to do to flip this house. It's like a bit. It's like busy work, isn't it? It's like mindfulness and yeah. yeah. So there's clearly Sounds an like attraction. Animal crossing shit. <laughs> so yeah, you could you could play a submarine simulator, but if you don't want to do that, you could listen to our next episode, which will be coming soon because this is the end of this episode. And thank you all for listening. We love you a very long time. And if you'd like to reach out to us, you can grab us on X, formerly known as Twitter or Instagram at pixel hunt pod. Do we we say at at pixel hunt pod or just at pixel hunt pod? Uh, and I think we can we can stop saying formally known as Twitter now. Everyone knows, and if they don't know, they're that thick that they deserve not to know. I, I'm I'm um, never going to stop saying that just to annoy Elon Musk. Cool. Um, you can watch us play. <laughs> us. You can watch them play stuff on Twitch as slash Pixel and Pod. Yeah, or you can see some gubbins about our selves over at www.pixelhuntpodcast.com man there's all the previous episodes up there if you don't want to use any kind of uh, pod delivery system it's up to you in it um is the the links to our discord on there do we have a link we do. tree with them we on do there? the links to the yep. discord is in there as well that can come in there come join us um and just post yes. silly memes come join us and play fortnite yeah, post silly memes <laughs> jump on some fortnite games talk about beer food and drink uh, talk about films you've watched tvs yeah. you've watched it's just a little like chat place and that just talk those shit that I don't know. come in we don't bite but also we don't talk much oh. sorry or if you want to keep it at arm's length, just send us an email. Yeah. Yeah. To howdo at pixelhuntpodcast.com. Has anyone checked those emails recently? Yep. I don't think I've ever checked yeah, them. Yeah, I check them frequently. <laughs> we, yeah, we often get people wanting to, oh, I see you've got a podcast. We'll sign you up for this promo deal. No, sorry, no. Bye-bye. Oh. Yeah. We've got five listeners. Our listener don't. That's it. Yeah, our listener don't want your promo deal. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that. Until next time, keep on keeping on. We are Pixel Hunt Podcast, playing the games so you don't have to to play that game. <laughs> <laughs>